Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, Fishers of Men 21. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the wingman running the three, LT the Sage. How you doing today, brother? Yo, I'm doing good, doing good, man. I got, uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at Sage Network underscore. You can also find me on IG at LT underscore Sage Fit. Um, ready to go ahead and talk about a lot of these budding superstars, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, coming out recently, Starks. Yeah, this is the episode I think it's just going to be aimed towards like these players that are getting hot and there's going to be some inconsistencies along the way. Uh, but before we jump into that, make sure you get into uh, our site, newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list, join as a member for free. Helps our site to continue to grow. Uh, fantasy baseballs are around the corner. Not only do we cover basketball, we also do football, baseball, fantasy, and then we talk about the faith of Christ on there. Uh, so check it out. If you're interested to be a contributor, let us know and uh, we'll keep that informed. Uh, again, we're just going to talk mostly about, you know, player trends this episode and, you know, what's kind of been going on recently. I know this is a dynasty driven podcast, but you can essentially uh, take this, you know, to to the I wouldn't say to the grave, but you can take this to, to, to a way that uh, it'll help you in dynasty leagues, too. But we'll jump even a little bit more deeper into that. But there's obviously there's some players that that's I'm sure me and LT has been chomping at the bit to talk about. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. I'll go ahead and uh, bring the ball up court LT. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to do a behind the back pass to you to, okay. to run that. off. So I'm sure you want, you want to talk about someone there, brother. We'll go ahead and talk about the first guy. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, I know that's what Starks is uh, alluding to. I went ahead and swiped him up, uh, kind of did a steal while the All-Star games were going on. All-Star break was in effect, and a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot of of different people were kind of sleeping at the wheel. Um, I don't, maybe, I don't know, but I knew that um, as soon as I read the clippings, Starks, uh, they had talked about they wanted, they, they were grooming, in better words, Kevin Porter Jr. to be the backup point guard. That automatically made me see who was the main point guard. John Wall, what does that tell me? He ain't going to play every game for the rest of the season. So that means that Kevin Porter Jr., and he was actually injured at the time. So Kevin Porter Jr. was going to give basically the keys to the Cadillac over in Houston in order to go ahead and, you know, you know, solidify his role moving forward. And that's exactly what this man did. I mean, he he came out firing. Um, I, the thing that I wasn't expecting, I knew the points was going to be there. The thing that I wasn't expecting was the assist. Um, he has averaged since coming back 6.7 assists um, per game. Um, and that is in 16.7 points uh, with three rebounds. And so that is, for me right now, that is crazy to show that he just came out, was automatically on that. It, the team was barren. At the time he came back, there was no um, no Wood. Wood was still injured. Wall wasn't playing. Um, they didn't have any other <laughs> – I don't – Dippo was in and out of the lineup. This guy was still producing at a high clip. And so um, I'm excited to have him. Now, the thing about it, he just had a little bit of a quad issue. Looks like he got maybe a little bit injured in this last game. Um, doesn't seem like it's entirely too serious. Um, but also Wall played as well. So he did go back to that bench role that he's supposed to play. So he may not – he may not – fly off the radar like he has been the last week or so but those days again john wall um 
is he going to play later on in the season, near the end of the season? Is he going to take rest days? Is he going to be healthy the rest of the way? Those are all questions that, um, you know, I will gladly, Starks, uh, continue to to uh, look into as we go forward into the end of the fantasy year. What do, what do you think about KPJ, man? Uh, this I've always loved this guy in Cleveland. I felt that they – they had some issues. Obviously, I forgot exactly what it was in Cleveland. He was a guy that I've always talked about last year. Um, and, yes, I was sleeping behind the wheel because, I mean, I was and I wasn't. I knew what was going on. I looked at him and was like, my team at that point is what players I already, like, had picked up during the week. There's no excuses for me. I I'll be honest with you. So, good job picking him up. Um, I did, like, I agree with you on the – Assist, I did not see that at all um, coming from him at yeah, all. I was, yeah. I was really surprised from that. You know, I think he's been averaging close to like six to seven assists, something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, that's outrageous. And he's been doing good in Houston. And I, like you said, you know, John Wall, come on, man. He's not going to play every game this season, nor, nor is Dippo, right? Yeah, <laughs> we know yeah. both of them. That's why I've been holding on to uh, Deshaun Tate. He'll have some. Decent games here and there, but, you know, I obviously rather have Kevin Porter Jr. But another thing that was a little concerning, but I wouldn't be wet, really concerned because we've seen what Porter's been doing, is he came off the bench this this prior game. Christian Wood finally came back, and, you know, Christian Wood is looking almost like Wood before he got injured. Mm -hmm. um, but Kevin Porter Jr., that if, if as LT would say, if you have him on your team, you're small from ear to ear now. We got to see what that injury could be yeah. going on. But he is a player, just like a couple more players we're going to talk about here shortly, uh, that is lottery ticket uh, players that can help you anchor to get a championship because this is the time. Listen, this type of year, especially with the COVID players, you know, not playing back to back, you know, games, it's a lot going on this year. You got to you have to have your nose deep in the, the waiver wire and LT knows like he has to jump the gun a little bit more. He's not used to doing this type of style, right? He has to jump the gun to pick up certain players. And he did a great job picking um, uh, the Porterhouse, Kevin Porter Jr. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's legit, man. I, and I, like I said, I just wish Cleveland would have held on to him. They would have had him, Garlic Jr. Garland, you know, uh, I don't even know his real name, Darius Garland, you know, <laughs> Sexton. Jared Allen, like, just imagine that, like, that fun team. But, man, that, that's all I got to say. But we can transition to um, – well, actually, before we transition, you have any last thoughts on your boy Porter there, man? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, just to reiterate a couple things, um, I'm going to steal the ball from you real quick. It was the uh, – if you remember correctly, it was the locker room incident. Something okay. happened where, um, like, they gave – Kevin Porter, like some the, a new teammate. I forgot the name of the teammate, but new teammate. They gave him like his locker, basically just gave him Kevin Porter's locker, and Kevin Porter got mad and like started a food fight at the at the. <laughs> he like started a food fight at the uh, Cavs facility, and then that that was all. That's just pretty much. Uh, uh, he wouldn't like Kevin Porter wouldn't give his locker up. He's like, why would I give my locker up? So that's what happened there. And then uh, I want to I want to I want to touch on listeners. How how Starks just eased over Deshaun Tate, his pickup of Deshaun Tate. Like, Deshaun <laughs> Tate isn't a steel monster. 
on any on, on on every given night talking about modded. You know, you would rather have KPJ. Yes, you would rather have KPJ, but let's not let's not negate the fact that Jashan Tate has been stealing at a very high clip, um, uh, and and is starting. Um, a lot of these games recently for Houston, he's also been a player that if you've been able to pick up has helped solidify weeks in that steal category. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. You know, Starks, man, he likes to breeze over a couple of things, but uh, nah, that's all I had, Starks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Tate, he's been averaging the last four games, three steals. Ooh, yeah, game. man. Don't, I know. Hey, <laughs> hey. If I'm looking at KPJ, I'm also looking at Jason Tate. So I'm seeing what he's doing. So, yeah. <laughs> so that so that jumps into the the two guys. Ah, OKC, yes, I, the way to feel good about them th- that team again, regardless of how bad they're going to be, a wasteland team that they are. But OKC will just jump in and transition to the combined players uh, that I was fortunate uh, enough to pick up. But honestly, these are potential league winners too. Um, and then we're going to ask the question out of all three players: What would you rank them in order? We'll we'll ask that question to both of us here momentarily. But it's. It's Moses Brown and Poku. It's not Goku. It's Poku. (laughs) (laughs) We have both of them that we're going to talk about. Exactly. So as far as those two, now, they both, they they came out a few games ago. One of them had an exploding game. The other one, mediocre. And then the other one had an exploding game. The other one fell off the cliff. And then both of them here recently, this last game, just didn't really do too much. That's expected. Now, keep in mind, I think it's safe to say from looking at, well, I wouldn't say safe to say, but it's safer to say that Poku is getting, uh, it looks like he's more likely getting injected. In, no, he's not. Because Basley's still been out, but I think they're going to find ways to get Poku and Moses into rotation minutes, whether, regardless if they're starting or not. Now, we know Al Horford came back, so that supplanted uh, Moses to go back on the bench. But what we can't ignore is, so this is a tough question. We're gonna, Like I said, we're going to automatically combine all three. Who would you rather have in order? Of course, it's going to go by how your team is built. The upside with um, Moses Brown, it, listen, a lot of people was hot, head over heels over Poku. And it's rightfully so because he had a double-double game and hit some snipe. He was, he was looking – I think he's like seven foot one, but he was looking amazing. But for me – um, I like Moses a lot just because it's like he's another player that reminds me of Inklings. I'm not saying he's Hassan Whiteside, but he can give off that type of vibe. But he's been making charity stripes, too, which is better. But he, his vibes was, to me, his per 36 number shows that he is going to produce if you give him the opportunity. Just like when I was talking about Wood all like last couple years, and especially um, Chris Bobby Boucher. Moses is another type of uh, talent like that that can give you massive stats. And as OKC continue to lose, there's that trade rumors or Al Horford, you know, getting moved or maybe even getting benched down the stretch. OKC, that's the beautiful thing about Wasteland teams is as you keep losing games, you might as well put the youth in there. And I'm not saying that all teams does that. For some reason, they don't, but they should. You need to see what talent you have. And Moses... I think he had what how many blocks did he have that he had either four or five blocks that exploding game that he had um but before we jump into the rankings I, well i can't discount poku either but poku he was two for nine this last game but he had 29 minutes understand this 
when you have younger talent, like rookies or just coming out, then you have to also understand you're going to have a lot of inconsistencies, whether they get the opportunity or not. But you have to live by that. And uh, Moses coming from the G League as well, I believe, too. So, well, coming from the G League. But I'll pass you the ball. Uh, LT, you know, what's your thoughts on both of them? And then we'll kind of tie all three of them together. Yeah, man. So Poku. So Poku was one of the guys that um, I think all of us looked at at the beginning of the year as a potential breakout star. We all kind of picked them up early, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. a little too early. Um, but um, he's getting some opportunities recently. Um, I got a couple of issues with these with these young cats over in OKC. And this is what I'm going to. Um, it. I feel like this is a similar situation to KBJ, but I'm worried about their value when everyone's healthy right so that's that's my main thing what i would love to see for moses brown specifically starks is al horford get traded um and hopefully not traded for another big man right hopefully yeah. traded for either uh you know how okc does a 2032 pick you know they're they're, they're drafting sixth graders right now with some of these pickup these picks um but I want to see Al Horford get shipped off. I want to see um, if they're going to insert Poku into that starting lineup with Basley, with Dort, um, with SGA. Um, if he can fit in there, um, you know, you know, this is what I want to see. And and they picked up, I think they just picked up uh, Svi Mahaliuk. And yeah. so um, I tried. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't um, cause any issues with rotations, time, you know, et cetera, on that bench. Because you got to think of Poku. You got Kenrich Williams out there who plays a similar role as well, who's gotten some minutes recently because of the injuries. And so will they deploy Poku? I hope so. I think that's the future. But at the same time, once everyone's healthy, how is that rotation going to look? Is the Thunder going to give these guys at least 20 to 25, these young guys, 20 to 25 minutes to produce on a on every, you know, on a given night, especially coming down to the wire in fantasy? I don't know. So I really want to see. I know Basil Leaves is going to be out for a little longer. But I'm hoping Dort comes back. I'm hoping, you know, we see a little bit more. Now, when Al Horford is out, I think Moses. Oh, uh, what'd you say? Dort's back. Dort's back. Okay, okay. Dort's back. <laughs> Perfect. So when Mo when Al Horford's out, it's not kind of like the Mike Muscala effect, right? Um, I remember Mike uh, Muscala every time Al Horford was yeah, exactly. That's not how you say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's how I'm going to say it, Mike Muscala. So um, so every time Al Horford was out, Mike Starks knows this because I always talked about him. He would go off. He would hit like 10 threes, not 10 threes every game, but he would hit like all these threes, 20 plus points, getting rebounds, looking like an all-star. And then as soon as Al Horford comes back, he's like just drops off, like doesn't do anything. And so Al Horford is causing so many issues for these young guys to produce um, for your fantasy team. And uh, I hope they trade them off because I know Al Horford probably wants to win another championship. And uh, maybe can go help out like the Lakers or another team like that. So we'll see what happens. If that does happen, though, Moses Brown, man, I think he has what it takes. Starks, he passes the eye test, the sage eye test. He passes it. Poku, I think he needs a little bit more meat on his bones, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but he also is a skilled guy. He needs a little bit more, you know. He's a he's he's he, yeah he's light to me but um Starks I'm gonna kick it back to you what's your uh, overall thoughts man on those three guys um 
it's 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 crazy. Um, definitely, like it's it's one of those things during a fantasy year in fantasy basketball, especially. It's like you don't get to you don't get to. It's rare that you get opportunities to have players that could potentially anchor you. Like it's normally you get them earlier in the year, like last year. Let's for instance, right? You had to either get Kendrick Nunn last year or mm-hmm. uh, uh, was it Devonte Graham last year? Those. Yeah. Those are the guys that anchored mostly from the beginning of the season, had some inconsistencies, but they were hot. Yo, we're like in the dead middle of this season, pretty much, or closer to the end. Excuse me. Hold on. But um, what I was going to say is like to get these type of potential upside flyer players at a time like this. That's I mean, it tells me a lot of different things that this is. I mean, obviously, it's a different year. Number two, somebody else that is able to pick it up. Like if you're a team that's a, in the top of the ranking, someone like yourself in that league LT, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to really boast, you know, booster your team um, into the fantasy playoffs and, and, and anchor you potentially a championship versus, you know, other people that is in the middle or lower rankings. It helps us. Absolutely. It can, it's still, it can still anchor a championship, but this can solidify you in the playoffs. I, I would, I would assume, but what I was going to also say though, is a question that would come to me with, Hey, you know, stars, would you drop, you know, Basley for one of these three. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, I would. You know, it, it's true. I mean, Basley is supposed to be out. I, I believe my understanding is week to week. That's where I stand. Now, the question comes, how would you rank these three, LT? And if you could, I'll pass you. To, I'll put you on the spot first. Okay. And in redraft formats, how would you rank them, um, those three? So what's three? We're doing um, Moses, Poku, and... KPJ? Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, in redraft, um, again, we don't know what's going on with that quad injury for KPJ right now. Hopefully, it's just, you know, maybe a game or two. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, but um, in redraft, we got KPJ uh, and, and then first, and then Moses Brown second for me, and then it's going to be Poku third. Um and then in dynasty formats, this is where it gets real tricky because um, KPJ, I don't know if unless if Wall gets moved, I think his position is going to is just always going to be and with Wall's healthy, a backup point guard. Um, so I don't know about his overall final finality there. So I'm going to go. This is crazy. In dynasty formats, I'm going to go Moses Brown first, then kpj and then poku third um again i'm not high on poku as as starks is i know starks is super high on poku i think it's going to be a couple i mean if you can if you're really going long long term on on your dynasty team and you're looking at three to five years trying to be a champion in your league then maybe poku would be higher on your tier list but I think he's a couple years out before he's a force in the league or uh, providing, you know, those solid stats for your for your fantasy team. But I'll go ahead and pass it off to Stark to see what his list looks like. Wow. So redraft, I think that sounds pretty similar to mine, surprisingly. Um, yeah. I think I would go with uh, Kevin Porter Jr., especially this year. Yeah. Houston has a good playoff. Uh, fantasy playoffs down the stretch as well, too, is what I was looking at. John, <laughs> John Wall. Um. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 out. They're I don't think they're gonna be competitive. 
Yeah, I don't. And either. so, and so, it it they're not gonna have any incentive to play Wall or Dippo at the end, near the end of the season. Zero incentive. That's that's perfect for Deshaun Tate and uh, your boy or our boy, <laughs> our, our boy, right? Yeah, yeah, our guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you, you feel good about that. You're trash. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, that in that order. So Kevin Porter Jr., Moses Brown, and Poku, and and it's like I want to put Poku up there, but. I, I can see the inconsistencies like massively bad. I mean, I'm not, we're not going to forget the 39 minute game that he had a few games ago with 23 points, five snipes, 10 rebounds, four assists, per- perfect at the charity stripe, shot 53%. Like, it's a beautiful game. But again, he is going to be the, I think out of the three players, he would probably most likely be the most inconsistent guy of the three. And that's why I rank him third. Now, dynasty formats. This is where it gets really uh, mm-hmm. tragic, I guess you could say. So now I like I, I okay Moses Brown. I think he can. Man, coming from the G League, this is tough. He's the start. I, he's a starting center next year, right? You think? You, I, that's the that's the issue. Like, okay, see, are they going to allow him? They should. They definitely yeah, should. Yeah. So if he starts, I'm just going to. All right. So assuming he starts next year, LT, then yes, I think dynasty wise, he is going to be the first player on the list. But then it comes to a a, a halt on between KPJ and then Poku. Hmm. Now, I, I I love what I see from KPJ. I. I think it probably might be the same order, but I think I'll, I'll just I'll just go against the grain a little bit because we, we're pretty much the same, which is weird on both of these. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just put Poku second and KPG, KPJ third, but I can understand that could be adjusted accordingly because, you know, Poku, I can see a lot of inconsistency. That dude is still raw. And like yeah. you said, he is he's thin, but he is super raw still. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is Moses Brown real quick, the reason why I gotta, you know, still straw this situation is because, man, the time that he did, um, giving you inside top eighty numbers within those games, and that's something I just can't ignore. And I, I got, I had his game stats. He had five blocks that game, I believe. Yeah, yeah. The, so when I was looking at his stats um, mm-hmm. in those games, because I was keeping an eye on him, because um, I was looking for cheap big men, but I'm, you know, Starks got, I missed out on Moses Brown. Um, you the thing about his stats that really you know kind of peeled off for me is mm-hmm. those blocks in that game that huge game where he had 30 is full 30 minute game um they had him out there and it was 20 rebound uh I'm sorry 20 point 16 rebounds five yeah. blocks and that game shows you what he can do I, that is the pinnacle of what he could do on a I feel like consistently yeah. if given the opportunity and so coming off that game to have that 5.4 rebound game one steal one block but he only played 23 minutes so less minutes probably didn't play down the stretch because Al Orford was in there and so you you just understand that if he's given the opportunity to you know to continue to be um continue to play without Al Horford just <laughs> you know, taking up all of his time, I think he's going to be a solid for years. Uh, starting, he has, again, he passes the eye test for um, for what I see in today's NBA. Does he does he really stretch the field? No, he doesn't stretch it too far out. He didn't have any threes in any of these games, so he's one of your pure Drummond, 
you know, uh, Jared, even though Jared Island, I think, is hitting threes every now and then. Um, yeah. uh, guys, yeah, for weird, looks weird, but yeah. Um, so he may be able to, over the over the summer, he may be able to add a little bit of an outside, more, uh, more outside range, maybe a three. He, I, it, looking at him, it feels like he could do that if they asked him to. Um, so that is something that I, I, I look at as well. And Poku... And just to Starks, the, the the path of least resistance is Poku. <laughs> so so it's it's like I, I I get it, but KPJ just I just know for the next three years I'm thinking in, in Dynasty you're thinking long term. If you're thinking really long term, then Poku might be the option. But yeah. K, KPJ in the next three years is probably gonna have that. And then if Wall does Wall stay in Houston, I don't know. I don't know. So it's like, does Wall stay in Houston? Does he try to next year go to a, you know, team up with another team to like, you know, um, win a championship because he needs one? I don't know because I didn't think Blake Griffin would ever leave, um, but he's he's over off in Nets world. So um, these guys are looking for championships and the beat teams like the Nets every year, they're going to have to team up. And some of these other teams in fantasy purposes are going to have holes to fill. And you want to make sure you pick up those players that are plugging those holes up. Yep. Yep. That's definitely true. And I think the last points of emphasis, if there's any is again, that's not to to, to say Poku is like weak. Cause we, we, no, we, because no, yeah. we all, I mean, like you said, you looked at him in the beginning of the year, others and I did myself and we, it, it was like we were playing musical chairs with them mm-hmm. all year to be honest with you. Um, but I, what I like about Poku is the confidence. Even though some of his shots be so bad, <laughs> so off, but he sh- he still shoots with confidence. So hopefully that will do him justice. Um, hopefully. But as far as the regular season, I mean, he might he might heat up by the end of the season. And we might change our, you know, our logic behind him this year because this is the type of year we're in. But we'll go ahead and transition to um, another player that's been he was cold, or no, he was hot off the free agency. And then he got cold, and now he's he's. I believe he's legit, and it's uh, Sadiq Bay, man. Uh, you know, I'll pass you the ball. What's your thoughts on him, LT? Man, I think we all have Sadiq Bay, man. Did we? Do we all have Sadiq Bay in that league, Starks? <laughs> my guy, my guy, Beyblade. So yeah, he is. He is legit. I think he's legit, and I think that. Okay. I'm going to scale back what I was about to say. I think that um, <laughs> Jeremy Grant obviously is number one still yeah. on, on Pistons. But Sadiq Bay, man, I, I think that he's going to be rivaling your boy um, as one of, you know, the second scorer or second guy on that team. And um, he gets, he's getting some, uh, some nifty steals the last couple of games. He's been playing high. This is what we love to see, right? Uh, in, in, uh, what Lewis? Lewis is what you call Ray, right? <laughs> Lewis. Um, Lewis's name on in the league is Sweatshops. Um, Curry's Sweatshops, right? And Sadiq Bay has been running some some pretty uh, sweaty games. Thirty nine <laughs> minutes in two games and thirty two minutes, um, and he's been playing over post twenty five minutes per game for the last like six seven games. So they have him uh, ever since Blake uh, was you know a thing of the past. It looks like they've been deploying him more, and he is. He's legit. Um, uh, the one game where he had 28 points, he had six threes made, hit all of his free throws. So you love to see that. But uh, had 12 rebounds, a, a good old double-double. Yeah, for no reason. Good old double-double. And so 
uh, and had two steals in that game. And in the most recent game, a little less minutes, but he still hit all of the free throws, two threes, 20.6 rebounds, and two steals um, as well. And he's limiting his turnovers, so low turnovers as well over the last, um, if you're in those nine-cat, uh, those those crazy nine-cat leagues where turnovers matter, um, then, yeah, uh, he's low turnover ratio too. So he's looking really good. Um I don't know who you'd rather have, Starks, uh, Sadiq Bay down the stretch, or your boy. I can't think of his name right now. Um, what's his name? Um, On the same team? Yeah. Um, oh, man. He he was doing, nah, well, nah, I mean, maybe now. Um, he was doing good, and then he came back. He got injured. He came, huh? Dennis Smith? Not Dennis Smith, even though I know. Oh, Durrell. I was about to say, I hope you ain't say uh, Durrell, DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright. There we go. That's who I'm talking yeah. about, DeLon Wright. So, because um, they technically still don't, right now, technically they still don't have a point guard. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> they really, to be honest. Um, so, you have to think that um, uh, Hayes, not Hayes, man. What's his name? I can't, I haven't thought about his name. Killian. Yeah, Killian. Killian, yeah. Um, when Killian gets uh, healthy, comes back next year, is Sadiq Bey going to be in that lineup with uh, Jeremy Grant playing the four? Sadiq Bey at the three and Killian at the one? Maybe DeLon Wright sneaks in at the two? Um, that would be crazy if that's what occurs. So that's something that we got to think about in, in uh, Dynasty formats. If you want to pick up Beyblade, um, then that's something that you definitely want to check into. Starks, what do you think? Uh, yeah, so I believe Bay is going to be a the second, well, scorer option, right? So DeLon Wright is a different type of cat. It's, it's strange. Um, but I, I think, to be fair, can you still hear me, LT? I'm sorry. You must have muted your mic. Are you still there? Oh, okay, my bad. Um, so I, I think... Sadiq Bay is going to be probably the second option scorer. Wow, this is weird. Detroit is a weird team. We know it's going to be your boy Jeremy Grant, the number one guy. Mm-hmm. But it comes down, who's the second guy? I think it's probably going to be Bay. DeLon Wright is more a distributor. He's going to get you those, those gritty, nice stats, some steals, and hit a couple of tr- uh, trays from here and there, and the assist. Um, Killian Hayes. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. In the dynasty formats, you can get him very, very cheap. And I would try to pry him from a GM because, you know, you could you could throw in that like, oh, man, he's not going to really do anything. They got DeLon Wright, Sadiq Bey's coming out. They have a come out party with him and Jeremy Grant. You know, what about Killian Hayes? You know, that's why I think you should buy low on him in a dynasty format. Redraft format, he could potentially come back, but I wouldn't I wouldn't really care for him. Although I, I have him stashed for some reason. I, I don't know. You know? I guess I have the – I wouldn't say the luxury because I'm, like, in the middle of the pack, but I just have them just to have them, <laughs> I suppose, but I still don't know why I do. But I think as far as dynasty formats, he's going to be fine. Redraft formats, I really don't think it's important to have him. Um, but we can we can transition to some real, more ma- – I was going to say real quick, um, remember also Hamadou Diallo is on the Pistons as well now. So that's something oh, to yeah. Yes, yeah. So just think about that because they. I feel like Sadiq Bay and Hamadou Diallo play Damn. the same position. Do they? Now? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So just keep that in mind moving forward. Another guy to think about again. We're talking about Wasteland teams today. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Uh, keep an eye out on that. Uh, the center for um, Detroit. Um, again. Um, when is Mason Plumley? going to give you know is mason plumley gonna stay there the whole year he's still he got i mean he i think he had like 20 
some crazy amount of rebounds the other game too. So he's still there, but Isaiah Stewart is the future younger uh, than Mason Plumlee, as we know. So if you're in dynasty leagues or in those rare leagues where you carry over players to the next season, um, take a look at Isaiah Stewart because Detroit, if they keep a lot of these players next year, get Killian Hayes back, keep some of these guys in the back, they may be a better overall, more competitive team next year. No, that's a good point. I, you know, I'll touch up on that a little bit too. Uh, that was a good one you brought up, Hamadou Diallo. Like, he's gonna, he's gonna get. They're gonna find minutes for him, and he's gonna produce. Uh, I, I believe, I truly believe that. It's just how they're going to intertwine him into the to the team. Obviously, he's injured right now. Now, mm-hmm. if you're in a deeper format in redraft formats, that is too. I would, if you're in a luxury position in the standings of your league, I would say pick him up. Pick him up now because he is another player that could potentially produce once he gets the time there in Detroit. He's going to give you some weird games also, but he's a guy that he might even torpedo your charity stripe. But honestly, he is a guy that can, uh, you know, from time to time get double-double stats and some steals. So he's a he's a good contributor for a fantasy team. Um, yeah, good, good point out on that. So I think that's – just want to touch up on a few more things here. I don't know. Unless I'll pass you the ball. Is there anything else that sticks out to mind that you want to talk about, LT? Oh, yeah. So I got, I picked up, um, as we know, looks like Stephen Curry um, uh, actually got a little bit of a uh, backstinger. He fell down um, outside. Very weird situation there. I guess, you know, issues with not having the proper. Um, you know, just the times we're in now where, where they're at and where they're playing at. They usually you would run into a extinction or usually there would be fans there to kind of brace your fall. And I guess he just didn't realize that and tripped over, hit his back pointer area, lower back area, damn, you know, got injured. Uh, but Jordan Poole. OK, so this is a guy I picked up. I actually picked up before Curry got injured. He has been um, him and uh, Mannion over in Golden State have been um, running the backup, uh, basically the second unit team coming in and was really picking up steam. Mannion as a point guard, Poole as that shooting guard coming in. And one of the blurbs that came out a couple weeks ago, Starks, is that Poole may finish games due to his defensive prowess. So I saw that. I saw that. And I was like, okay, okay, this is this. We have to I have to pick this guy up because not only are the Warriors kind of looking on the outside, looking in right now on the playoff schedule. Curry is, again, another main guy, okay? They're, they want next year, they're going to go all in. Curry is another guy that may take rest days near the end of the year if the Warriors aren't going to be uh, in the playoff hunt. Um, they're, they're, they're gearing up for next year. So Jordan Poole, let me, let me just let me show you right now what he's been doing in the last six games. 26 points. Five, five snipes six games ago, 14, 18, 14, 23, and 25. Over that time frame, he's had over 20, looks like almost over 20 uh, threes over that six-game stretch by himself. Um, he's killing it. He doesn't hurt you too much in free throw areas. Um, he doesn't, you know, his still rate isn't the greatest, and the block rate obviously is not there. But the turnover ratio in those nine-cat leagues, he doesn't hurt you in turnovers. He's literally 
point and click shooter. He's very much a clay esque type of player. Not saying he's he's as good as clay, but I'm saying his the way he, his game his play style. And they just added that because he came in for Curry last game, they've added that PG positioning for him. So he does have the ability to play point guard on your rosters. So definitely take a look at Jordan Poole if you haven't picked him up in deeper formats. Um, even if you have if you have Curry, I would pick up Poole um, in, in formats near the end of the year because you may need to insert him into the lineup while Curry is out in playoff runs. Um, think about that as well. Um, we're getting to that point now where you want to try to gear up and get ready and secure victory for yourself if you're ahead of the pack. So definitely take a look at Jordan Poole. Starks, how do you feel about my, my uh, the Poole Shark here? Uh-oh. I don't hear you. My, my bad, my bad. You're good. I hear you now. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So for the the pool shark, that's a good pickup. Um, what I was gonna say is there was this issue going around. Like, well, I wouldn't say an issue, but a lot of you know fantasy GMs assume that Nico Manian hooked on Phonics guys. I don't know if that's the correct um, how to pronounce his name, but a lot of people was flooding to him as quickly as possible. To they thought he was the pickup, or maybe maybe even Damian Lee. Um, but it looks like it's the pool shark that is potentially to pick up now, even the last games that you spoke about doing very well. Um, and then especially with Curry, not as good doubtful for this game coming up whenever you guys listen to this podcast, but man, you know, a, a guy that's a scorer, you know, for him, you know, for even bringing clay into the conversation, you know, you should have never even said that. But, you know. <laughs> clay esque. Okay. He does. He got, he, okay. <laughs> D three and D guy. I'll do it that way. I'm sorry. Three and D guy. Okay. He's a three and D guy. Um, and so he's, he's, he's looking for those snipes. He has, a, you know, I've been watching some games, man. He got a little mid range too. So he, 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 he brings, he's a, he's a good shooter and that plays well into Draymond. You know, that's what that's fits so well into that game, into their team with Curry and Draymond. And so he's been, he's been finishing games for the Golden State Warriors. So definitely something to, you got to keep in mind there. Yeah, I mean, he had 34 minutes last game, so you're feeling pretty good about that. And honestly, um, let's see, they was it Kerr? Did Kerr say something about him? Yeah, that was the, that's what he said. And the other thing is, is that um, yeah, Steve Kerr saying he can handle the ball some, he can run off screens. He's obviously a great. Oh yeah, and then yeah, so he's uh, he's been doing those things, and he was also K- KPJ style just coming out of the G League. Um, so, um, these G, these players who go to the G league, get their, you know, they, they tell them that, Hey, I want you to work on this specifically. They bring them back and these guys are popping off in the NBA games. And so that may be something that fantasy wise, we're going to have to start paying attention to players that are, you know, sit on, uh, training arcs. If you're into anime or anything, they're going doing these little training sessions. Um, and then they come back stronger and better than ever like your favorite anime character. So, yeah, definitely take a look at that. Um, but Pool, man, he's been crazy, and I hope he can keep it up. Yeah, he's definitely looked good. Um, and he's been inside the top 100. So, yeah, you got it. You got you to gotta get them play. Listen, this is the year. Don't waste time. I'm not saying have yeah. this. I'm not saying to have a, a, a premature drop in the in in league, but you got you to gotta make moves quick right now because you got you got to eke out these wins no, no matter how dirty it may seem. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, I messed up on Kendrick Nunn the same way, and that's why I've been able to pick up the last two guys. I yeah. should have picked up Kendrick Nunn. And I, I, I like, you know, I thought I could afford to wait to get him, and mm-hmm. I couldn't. I needed to pick him up before that one game. He came back. He did good. You know, I should have picked him up right there and then. And look at him. He's starting in, in some of these. He's starting in some of these Miami Heat games and on on that team. And so it's like if I, you know, that that taught me in a lot of these leagues, sometimes you just got to just pick them up. If they don't pan out, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's okay. And it's okay because I have him on my team. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and you're getting healthy. Don't think I don't see that. But go ahead. But no, here's what sucks though, LT. I gotta start dropping players and, and your boy. Yeah, I saw, boy, Ray I saw Lewis. Baines. I saw yeah. Baines was yeah. yeah. He might be ready for you, you never know. Um Nah, he's 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 uh he's been Boucher. <laughs> he's been Chris Boucher. <laughs> finally they play finally they're starting Boucher. I don't know how long I why it took, but uh Toronto's healthy now too, Starks. Yeah, see Occam's back. He had a pretty good game and yeah. OJ uh newbie. So that that team's gonna be interesting to watch moving forward too. Uh, I should have got OG in all my leagues. I messed up on that, man. Yeah, four swipes, huh? That's interesting. That's that's crazy. But yeah, they're they're looking good, and so um, I'm just hoping Lowry can get Lowry can just play the way he played the other night with the assists is what I want him to do. So hopefully he continues that. So okay, so let's make this. I got an interesting segment here. Unless you got, do you have anything else? No, that was that was all I had right there. All right, let's let's do something a little different here, LT. Let's look at. The Eastern and Western Conference. And we're going to look at the bottom three. If you want to, we could even do bottom five, whatever sticks out. But we're going to pick teams that that could potentially be teams that we need to really look at a little bit more. Because, you know, everybody gets excited like, oh, they're going to, you're looking in the middle of the pack in the Western and Eastern Conference and who's going to potentially make the playoffs. No, we're going to look at this in the fantasy aspect of the bottom teams that are potential, well, not potential, they're wasteland teams at the bottom of the standings or where we think maybe players can surface up that we might have to keep our eyes gauged on them a little bit stronger as fantasy GMs to potentially pick up a player uh, that can come out well for you in the fantasy uh, season as we're still going. So on the Eastern conference, and this will kind of get into the clutch shot after this. So we have one, two, three, four, five. I'll just name the bottom five teams, which is strange because the Raptors is part the bottom five. Mm-hmm. And they're at 11. You got at their record is 17 and 24. Ugh. Wizards 15 and 25. Cavaliers 15 and 26. Magic 14 and 27. Then the Pistons 12 and 29. So you have these five teams that are pretty much wasteland teams. Now, out of these five teams, I think probably the biggest surprise, maybe to us, you know, if, if I'm wrong, let me know. Raptors being down this low is a little surprising for me. I know they've had injuries. Um, but you, I know you like to look at the teams as a whole. Is before we jump into that, is your is there any thoughts that you have for these bottom five teams, man? Yeah, um, all of them are pretty accurate. I think the only teams that have a chance to rise up is probably Toronto and Wash and Toronto and Washington. Okay, um, I think those two are the main two. I think the I think the Pacers will interesting enough sneak in there. Uh, but I know you're looking at the bottom five, but Boston. Is is eighth right now, and remember this: there is the play-ins. Uh, this is just basketball now, NBA. There is going to be the play-ins 
And so Boston right now is on a play in bracket with Indiana. And I just don't know if they can beat them in a, in a, in a series matchup. I don't know. So um, it's all about getting into that area of the play in. Um, you know, you want to be in at least in the seventh spot, then you don't have to do the play in, et cetera. But, um, it, it just makes it more exciting for the bottom teams to see if they can rise up and get into that play in situation. So those teams I think are more likely to get into that situation are going to be Toronto. And I think Washington has a chance, obviously Cleveland, Orlando, Detroit are where are who we thought they were, <laughs> um, this season. Even though Cleveland started off hot, but they've cooled off. Uh, yeah, they started off real <laughs> hot, but they, they've cooled off. Um, Chicago, I think that um, they need another year and another, and maybe just one more player to help out Levine because Levine's been trying to be Superman. And I'm telling you right now, his, 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 uh, his Justice League has failed them. Um, but Toronto, yeah, I think Toronto's going to be fine. They're, they're healthy now, right? I think they've lost. Let, let, uh, me, let me see the ball real quick and I'll okay. pass you. Okay. I, is it fair to say? Is it fair to say maybe Kobe White's a bust this year? Is that fair to say that, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I, I think he's a. I don't I don't want to say bust. Sadoransky is starting right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I I know that. I actually have him. It's funny you mentioned him. I was gonna pull. I, I was gonna be one of the players. I I, I was gonna tell the listeners to touch up on. I literally just pulled up Thomas Sadoransky. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and um and the thing is is that um I think that Kobe White ha- he's raw just like Poku was last year and he still is. I thought he would be a little bit further along in how the um basically how to control the game from a point guard standpoint and he's just not there yet. So um Thomas Sinaraski is a better I would say he's he's not exciting. Um he's your prototypical point guard in the league um and so he's 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 in there because they're trying to they're they're close and they need wins they're they're not far chicago can't get can if they continue to win they have to win but they are able to go ahead and move forward but um another team that was low that's you know that's been raking up wins lately has been atlanta atlanta has was originally very very close down and now they're uh, i think fifth yeah they're uh they're fifth right now exactly (laughs) I tell and Charlotte is sixth, and the Knicks are seven. So that tells you the flip and switch. Um, those three teams were out of the playoffs last year. So you think about it. You know, you had Indiana, you had um, Toronto. Um, those two, those two teams were more inserted into those top eight. And now you got Atlanta, Charlotte, and New York, and it shows you in the Eastern Conference there's just a little bit of a change going on. And Miami, Atlanta, Charlotte all got this similar records. They're all around the same. So easily Miami could be <laughs> seven, uh, sixth or seventh on this list. So um, it's close. Um, so I don't know. But as far as players, just to, just then I'm going to kick it back to you, Starks. As far as players, um, Orlando, um, I, I'm still holding on to Aminu. I know all you listeners are listening out there. He will bring it. He he's starting. He's starting, and I think he's gonna need another week to get it together. But I think he's gonna uh, be a quality player. And then um, we already talked about Detroit, but Thomas Sinaraski, like Stark stated, if you can pick him up and you need a point guard, you need some assists, and someone that's not going to hurt you in a bunch of different categories, pick him up. I mean, he's I I, I know. Listen, he's boring. I, I hate to see it, but if I had a chance to get him, someone already had him. He had him while he was on the bench, while Kobe White was starting the whole season in our league. Don't know why he hasn't let him go yet, but um, 
so I haven't had a chance to get him, but I pick him up. He's starting, he's putting in the minutes, and he's he's passing to one of the hottest guards right now in the league, Zach Levine. And so he's gonna get those assists. Yeah. Uh and just to piggyback a little bit off of Orlando. God, look <laughs> it's at, so looking at Yeah, so look at I'm looking at this team like it's 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 so gross. I got so many injuries too. It's it's gross. Yeah, man. It's it's bad, man. There's, there's... Hey, I mean Eric Gordo for those that have him felt good at 38 point game, but mm-hmm. it, that game was just like it's hard to say a super or like a fantasy star to say it's an outlier game, but it is a low key outlier game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's just coming back. I, I I think that's one of those <laughs> that's one of those games where you if you have them you're. You're happy, but I wouldn't <laughs> expect that every 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 game, man. <laughs> That's who we want him to be, right, Stars? That's yeah. who we wanted him to be for 30-plus 30, 30 points, doing what he was doing, shooting threes, dunking on people. But uh, no, just no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, if, there, if there's still trades in your league, I'm sure there is. I mean, to me, I'm selling him, man, like hot mm. cake. I'd like I'd, – it's like it's – it's like a give and take, and what I mean by that is like I'd still like to have Aaron Gordon on the cheap, but I would still sell him if you can get something better, which you probably can. You probably well, you probably can't, but it's worth a try. But yes, you you named some points of teams like it was like the flip switches, what you said, like the Hornets, the Hawks. Like I didn't, the Hawks is in fifth place, but that's how crazy this year is. Look at the middle of the pack, as you can see, LT when it goes through like what see four from fourth to. 10 is it's realistically a, a a grind in there and that's like our league that's probably a lot of fancy jams leagues this year that close it's very close exactly they're all bunched together and close and they're fighting for a playoff spot you're you know i think you're fortunate enough you're like in the top three ish right or top mm-hmm. four it's like you don't have to worry about it too much unless you start losing but i think you're in a safe spot but as far as the bottom five teams in the east that we're focusing on um, like we were talking about earlier, the Detroit, you know, when LT brought up Hamadou Diallo, I, it, Detroit being such a wasteland team, I, I think he's a player that is going to get, um, that we're going to talk about probably more once he comes back, because he's going to get the minutes there. Orlando, it's like, I want to talk about someone, maybe Chuma, right? Because mm-hmm. I know there's, there's trade rumors going on, even with Gordon over there. So Chuma might start getting minutes. So just keep that player in mind. Cleveland, you know what you're getting over there. Washington, uh, it's tough over there. Raptors, so they lost another tough game, but I, I don't need to get into that rabbit hole. But we'll transition to the West. But before I do that, just to talk about like the Knicks, the Knicks could mm. make the playoffs this year. Orange then, Julius, my orange. boy. I love me some Orange Julius, man. I can't believe I, I was going to get him this year, but I think um, – this guy in our league, he swiped, he swiped them before I was going to pick him up, like a, a round before me. I would have loved to have Orange Julius this year, man. He is he is killing it, and he was. Ki- I'm gonna be honest, he was doing really well last year for me when I had him as well, and I'm I'm glad to see him doing well. Um, and it looks like the Knicks just needed some coaching. Yeah, we'll talk about the West next episode. We'll stay on the yeah. East. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the West is a whole nother whole yeah. other animal. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Hornets like twenty and twenty, like. Terry Rozier, yo. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you want to sell him, but like at the same time, like no, you're not going to sell him. He's been doing this pretty much consistently all this year. Probably pretty pretty much having a career year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's LaMelo Ball. Like, the Hornets are actually low-key, uh, like, a, a team to actually be considered watching. They have all these parts, but I still don't know if they know their own identity. But once you once they finally injected LaMelo, I think they finally started to understand a little bit more of their identity. Devontae Graham, mm. uh, LaMelo, Scary Terry, Jabor, I don't know if I said G. Hay already, uh, mm. Washington. It's just got a lot of good talent there. And uh, I'll pass you the ball. What's your think? What's your thoughts on Charlotte, real quick, man? Man, Charlotte's a weird team, man. They're they're weird because I I, I'll, I'll, I don't ever look at their games because I don't have any players on that team, so I don't I, I rarely look unless if I'm you know my team they're playing against and I'll take a gander and I'll look at Terry Rozier. I'm just like <laughs> scary Terry's doing that, and then I'll look again another week. Okay, he's still doing well, and then and then I'll be like and then I'll then I'll look on Yahoo. <laughs> on fantasy like i'll be like oh he's just he's just he's just going off this year so scary terry is one of those players where i know a lot of people he was used as a trade chip earlier in the season um a lot of places because you were worried about the Devonte graham terry rosier kind of communication but no one knew that neither one of them was going to have the point guard duties it was going to end up being Lamelo ball near the middle who knew how fast this was going to happen um if you did Thumbs up to you. I thought it was going to be at least a year, year and a half before LaMelo Ball cemented himself as the point guard at in on that team based on what Devontae Graham did last year in that, you know, similar role. And so um, I just it, it's crazy. So because now they neither one of them, uh, Devontae Graham, who started off putrid, by the way, um, uh, and, and Terry Rozier, they don't have the worries of having to, you know, they still pass. They still have point guard abilities. But now that LaMelo was handling most of that, they're able to just do what they do best, which is score, play fast, and they got a young guy doing that for them. It, it's, it's, it's helped that team uh, become just one of those teams that just – make a lot of points, you know, and make a lot of points. Um, they're, they're up there um, in the middle areas. I mean, obviously about 112, yeah, 112 right there with Atlanta as far as points, points for uh, points uh, per game. Um, so, yeah, so that's just something to take about. Um, New York is doing it with defense. Um, if you look at their stats and their 0.4 points against is 104. They have one of the best defenses in the league. So that's just one of those things that show you. And again, that's coaching, right? That's th- that's Tibbs. That's my guy Thibodeau. Uh, that is why they're in the playoff hunt right now. Their defense is one of the best in the league. Um, and so uh, that's just how it is, man. That's such a stark difference from last year, right? And so um, Orange Julius, uh, uh, Barrett's playing well. I missed out on Bullock. Reggie Bullock actually been playing a decent. If you have Reggie Bullock in your league, um, in a deep leagues, I should say. Um, try to maybe pick him up. He's been starting. I don't know why I haven't played him. I just he's just he's just been consistently starting over the last month or so for that team. And um, yeah, uh, it's it's interesting, Starks. I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Um, but um, <laughs> I don't I don't think I, I a couple of things. I don't think New York. I look, I don't think New York stays in the playoffs, okay? <laughs> so this is just what I'm going to stay. I don't think New York stays in the playoffs, and I don't particularly think Atlanta or Charlotte. I don't know, but if, if – if, if, okay. Hey, man, Atlanta won seven in a row. They're eight. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why they're there, right, because they've won seven in a row. Um, Maybe Atlanta should – Atlanta may sh- – 
should be there. But Charlotte and New York, I have a feeling those teams are going to get replaced by Pacers and the Raptors. That's just me personally. <laughs> Once the season is over with, and we got a lot of games left. I think there's like 40 or around 50. Some teams are around 50. Some are around 40. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 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 weird it's it's very weird in the eastern conference for sure um and then i will just if there's any other teams i want to at least touch up on atlanta which is i mean when you touched up on them a little bit but gosh what a weird i didn't i'll say this i didn't expect them to even be in the playoff hunt well no let me take that back i thought maybe they might kind of you know just maybe have an opportunity, but look, it looks like that there is a chance that they're going to make the playoffs. Now, again, as me and LT talked about, a lot of these middle of the pack teams can easily be brought out. So, you know, we're not going to solidify them in the playoffs, but I can't ignore them winning seven in a row, eight and two the last few games or the last 10 games. And also they're about to get my boy DeAndre Hunter X Hunter back here pretty soon too. So Trey Young, you know, what is I, I need to look and see how they're winning like this is crazy um one thing i want to say about the knicks real quick that you pointed out their defense it's very very good and also atlanta's defense is underrated too underneath mm-hmm. the radar so that's probably why they've been rising up the rankings clint capella has been doing what he's needs he's, he needed to do or he still needs to, what he's been doing um one of the biggest biggest things, Starks, is Gallo's came back. Gallo's been playing yeah. now. Gallinari, he's been bringing a punch off of the bench for them. I've been seeing him do well. Um, Clint's been injured on and off, um, and so um, he's actually being uh, my guy. Nathan Knight has been uh, playing yeah. um, pretty pretty big minutes. I want to pick him up, but I know as soon as Clint comes back, he's probably going to just go back into uh, irrelevance. But um, Nathan Knight's been playing well. And so I think it's mainly getting some of these guys back. Bondanovich is healthy. Um, Gallo is healthy. Um, Solomon Hill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kevin Porter is playing well. <laughs> I'm just joking. Sorry, Solomon Hill, man. You're, you're, you're a good player. I promise. Um, and then, um, Rajan Rondo, they got, they got, you know, and then when, as soon as they get Hunter X Hunter back, man, they're going to be a solid squad starts for sure. Uh, and then like the Miami Heat, you know what? It was scary for me. This is what I was saying. So there was a, a person that came came after me hard and mm. said like, said said none was like he shouldn't be like playing. You know, he's like he's he's a he's a basically a player that he shouldn't even be picked up in leagues. I don't know. This listener was very upset with me. So I I mentioned a long time ago. Um, this year I was just like, yo, just. If there, it was just like saying, because none, he's been a headache this year. Let's just be honest. You know, you dropped them. Ray dropped them. I picked them up. I think I dropped. We, it was like musical chairs with him. And I think I had him maybe twice this year. Finally, you have him on our team. And now he's being inconsistent right now. But the beautiful thing now is, is he's starting. But the issue that I had a problem with, and that's why I was like, in the back of my head, I'm just like, yo, he's got to start. Because last year, they were a good team. And he started most of last season. This year, he didn't start. They were giving Tyler Hero the starting position. And that was just a weird situation. Jimmy Butler was hurt beginning of the year. But now, the Heat, they're 7-3 and three, their last 10 games. Now, they lost their last two games. But in saying that, they're in the fourth spot. They were, you know, there was a lot of analysts uh, saying that, you know, 
the likelihood of them being in the or the, the finals again is slim to none, which I, I I agree with. But they they wrote them off like that as if they weren't good, they wasn't going to make the playoffs. It's like, nah, let's not write them off like that yet. They're still a good team. And keep in mind, Butler was hurt, and he's been still having little ouchies here and there. Bam out of bio as well. Tyler Hero's been inconsistent, and he's been hurt too. Um, the Dragons been hurt. All of these players, so they've had a lot of injuries. So the reason why I'm, I'm talking about Kendrick Nunn again, just like I'm reiterating, when he was starting as a scorer, he did fine. And although he might have some de defensive uh, deficiencies and he might be small or whatever, he's not a bad player. Like, I don't know why <laughs> the listener came at me hard. It's like, don't even touch him. But as you can see, he's he's not doing as good as he was like a few games ago, but he's still warranted to have in deeper formats. But as far as Miami goes, that's a team that's going to be interesting because, listen, we're talking about all other teams in the East, and that's rightfully so because we don't – I don't think – I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for you. I don't think they're going to make the championship again this season, <laughs> but I think that they're still a team to still potentially be reckoned with in the playoffs, especially when Jimmy Butler is healthy. I'll pass you the ball to. Yeah, they need they need one more player. Yeah. Um, and 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 the only reason why I say that is because you got anybody in the East have to think how do you match up with the Nets at full capacity? Yeah. The only teams that I can personally think about that can actually even touch the touch the Nets is potentially a Pacers. They got they got Lamb back. Um, so they got Lamb, Karis Levert, Brogdon. You really like this year, huh? Yeah, I like them. I like them. I, I again, I, on in, in a playoff situation, I like yeah, them. Gotcha. Um, in a playoff situation, um, not so much. You know, you know, they're winning now. I mean, they're getting healthy too. But yeah. uh, uh, Miles Turner, um, Sabonis, on paper, if they were to match up against those guys, and they did, I think they just beat the Nets too, if I don't remember correctly, and so. I think they're they're able to with the the players on paper. Uh the Bucks, now that they got PJ PJ Project uh Tucker, um <laughs> they're going to be defensively able to maybe match up with them as well. Um so those are the things you got to think about and the Heat just won't match up with them. Uh, Butler and Bam and then everyone else is just going to get someone's going to get exposed by Kyrie. Someone's someone's gonna get exposed by Blake Griffin, probably. I don't want to. I'm just saying. Um, and so I think about Blake Griffin on the Nets. Yeah, Blake. Yeah, go ahead. Blake Claxton. I'm not saying Claxton's. You know, even though they're still weirdly trying to play DJ a lot of minutes, I don't understand it. Just play Claxton. Uh, Bruce looks. I don't even get it. Bruce Brown, Joe, uh, Joe Harris. I mean, they they have a squad. <laughs> A squad. Someone, I, I saw something on Twitter that was like, the Nets are literally the Monstars, right? And so it's <laughs> like, they're, they're literally the Monstars, like, in, in, in Space Jam. And it's like, you you need you need a team. You need a Looney Tunes. And it's like, who who has that squad that can potentially beat them in the East? And it's like, I don't, it's not the Celtics anymore. I thought maybe the Celtics, but they're they're having issues. So I, I don't know, man. But yeah, it's it's like the Nets, year to to lose and it's like what team right now in playoff uh what team can potentially beat the nets and right now there's zero <laughs> but i know the bucks are making moves and i know that um the sixers have something to say about that so we'll see what happens 
Yeah, this is this is gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting year, man. The yeah. playoffs. That's all I really have. Other than Boston has been shaky. I, I'll just say this. Okay, I'll just say, save it for these two, and then if you want to touch up on anything else on the East, okay. we know the Sixers is hot and the Bucks is hot. Um, the Celtics and Pacers, right? They are in the middle, but they're like eight and nine. It's like what you expect them to be playing a little bit better, especially what the Pacers was showing in the earlier this season. Mm-hmm. In Boston was like I know they've had, you know, Jason Tatum had COVID and some like Kemba Walker. We, but we're gonna assume. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that they're going to make the playoffs. If Boston doesn't make the playoffs, then to me that that was the, like that, that's their fault. There's no way that I can hear. If you were to tell me that the New York Knicks and the Hornets and the Hawks was going to make the playoffs, but Boston wasn't, then I would have literally laughed in your face. It's, that's that's almost it, it doesn't make sense. But right now, that's where it stands. But I mean, Boston is in the eighth spot, but I think they should be a top four Eastern team so that's why it's like what is going on um let me just look at boston they are bear with me their defense is still solid so it's just like what is going on they just need to score more i guess and i'll Mm -hmm. look i'll look a little bit deeper into that but you know that's all i really have to say is those two teams just got to pick it up lt yeah, no, Boston needs to score more, and I think that's the issue is that the top teams, if you look at the top teams, and even some of the teams that are above them, um, they're three to uh, three to nine points difference on per game um, averages in some of these higher teams. The Bucks yeah. and the Nets are scoring about 120 games, um, 120 <laughs> points per game. Philly's at 115, and the Boston is at 111, which means they have they're you know they're, they're probably lower than that on most games. So they, it, that's the thing that you have to think about when um, you're looking at the Eastern Conference. They have pretty good defense, but are they going to be able to score competitively against some of these top tier teams who just have all these options? And they got the Greek Freak. You got Chris Middleton, Malcolm. You know Chris Middleton. You got Durant. You got Kyrie. You got Harden. You got Embiid. Can they match up with these? They Ben Simmons. You got um, Danny Green. Danny Green's been playing a good role play over in Philly. Uh, shake uh, Sugar Shake uh, Sugar Shake Milkshake Milton. Um, and then so you can they compete with those after Jalen and your boy Tatum? Who's stepping up? And so it's smart. It's smart bomb that needs to step up more. He's been injured, so that's been hurting them as well. And then after that, it's it's tough. They need a they they're I think they're really missing G Hay, having G Hay on that squad this year for sure. Yeah, surprisingly so I I didn't think they really needed him, but it looks like they do. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into the clutch shots. Um the clutch shot I'll take is kind of I, I kind of do it like on a dynasty guy. And it's a LaMelo ball from Charlotte. Um this guy has been inside the top fifty this year, and you know, he was gonna be a rookie that everybody no no i need to change this i forgot to talk about this guy uh-oh. uh I'll, I'll i'll still talk about ball it would only be fair because i know people want to hear about ball so i'm going to do two so lamelo ball i knew there was someone i was missing in this episode um top 50 guy i think the next couple of years whoo in about three to four years i would not be surprised to call him an inside the top 25 player potentially he is legit He's better than his brother already, in my opinion. Um, 
you know, I know I went on a limb to say that, you know, earlier this season, but I think it's it holds true, especially in a situation just like LT said, like Scary Terry and Devontae Graham, it's not that they can't handle point guard uh, abilities, but they want to score. You know what I'm saying? So having Ball to be the facilitator, and on top of that, he can score when he needs to, right? And that's what makes him better than Lonzo. He can score. He doesn't really need to, but when he does, he does it very well, especially in his last game. What he had 26 points, five rebounds, seven assists. He's shooting good at the charity stripe, 80% this year, averaging six assists, um, 16 points a game, two snipes a game. And I think what's going to eventually come up is his points to anchor him in the top 25 in the next three to four years. I'm not saying next year, but three to four years. His steal rate could even potentially stay around that range or a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised if he can average a point six to point seven block a game. Now he's averaging point four, but that could change. Um, and he might take more field goal attempts. So I, he's like a a guy can he can score if he needs to. He doesn't he doesn't have to though. But that's something I'm I'm looking at. Ball. If you have him in dynasty formats, you're feeling good about it. Um, but this guy I wanted to talk about, and I, I, I can't ignore it. I just forgot why I never – I didn't have him up, and I got to pull it back up. Actually, let me pass you the ball, LT, if you have a clutch shot, and I'll come back to him. No, yeah. Um, I don't really uh, – clutch shot, um, I, just to speak on LaMelo Ball real quick, yeah. yeah. Next year he's going to be a hot, hot target in drafts. You, you guys are going to have to jump on LaMelo Ball early. Um Probably disgustingly too early, but you're you're gonna have to jump on him. Uh, second rounds probably um, next year. Unfortunately, um, it's just the it's just how it works. Um, but um, Starks had a three years. I think next year. <laughs> I think next year. Yeah, I think next year he's gonna be top. Man, I I, I yeah, I think he. I, I'm gonna say it. I think he's gonna be top. 25 next year man that's that's just me personally thinking seeing what he's doing this year um he started off slow this year he's already ranked 34 right now um overall he started late this year didn't get all the playing time and that's just work he's done recently so i just i think if he gets a full year in in, in the pan I, I think i think next year is going to be a special year for Lamelo ball again you're gonna have to you're gonna have to grab. You're gonna have to get into your uh, your wallets per se in draft leagues. If you want him, you're gonna have to put 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 all your eggs into that Lamelo basket early. Um, but um, the uh, my clutch shot real quick is Keldon Johnson. Um, I know Stark. Oh yeah, there you go. I knew Starks was gonna react. Look at that. Look at that. Right on cue. Keldon Johnson just had a twenty for twenty game last night. 20 points, 20 rebounds. Starks just, you know, nods his head like that's like, you know, respectable and something that should be. No, that's a big deal. And the fact that LaMarcus Aldridge has now um, no longer, you know, is not playing um, is, you know, is going to be moving on from the Spurs. This looks like in the future we're looking at a Keldon Johnson coming out party the next couple of years over in San Antonio, him, DeJounte Murray, and maybe DeRozan sticks there in San Antonio. I don't know if he moves, maybe goes back to Toronto for a final, final showdown in Toronto uh, next year or the year after. Uh, but this is, this is slowly starting to look like Keldon Johnson, DeJounte Murray are going to be big parts of that team going forward. That's the future of the Spurs. And so if you have him in dynasty formats and in redraft formats, 
people are going to forget about Kelvin Johnson next year. Trust me, he is going to go under the radar, not in our leagues, right? Not on your leagues that you're uh, because you're part of this uh, this podcast. But Kelvin Johnson, I want you guys to remember his name. He's going to be a big guy uh, moving forward in fantasy leagues moving forward. So keep an eye on him. And uh, if you have him, as Starks does in our league, you're going to be grinning from ear to ear. And so that's all I got, man. Yes, thanks for bringing him up. I'll highlight that and then get to the clutch shot. So, actually, let me go back a little further. Lamelo, yeah, he's going to be a premium next year. Lt, I, I'm, I'm going to be that GM not paying for that premium. <laughs> it won't be me. <laughs> I don't. Uh, he, it, it reminds me of uh, Zion. I feel like next year is going to be a Zion where people and but Zion. I mean, he's killing it. Zion's Zion's Zioning. You know, he's he's doing Shaq like things. I'm not saying that he's Shaq or anything. But I'm just saying. The way his fantasy game is, he's doing Shaq-like efficiency numbers. Um, he gives you zero threes. Charity stripe is god-awful. So he's part of that, you know, free throw percentage. You know, you want to um, punt it. Zion is such a great pickup early if you are looking to punt. If you run into a, Le- you know, LeBron or a, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't even know when you punt anymore with some of these guys coming up. But right, I don't even know when punting comes in because it used to be drumsticks, and it's like if, with drumming, maybe being relegated to a lower, you know, lower playing time and tier. Who do you really? Who are you really punting with? Right, Zion and uh, Russ Gobert. Russ Gobert. Uh, <laughs> Gobert's like. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. So there's something that you know we'll talk about that in a later episode. But yeah, for sure. Um, and then as far as Keldon Johnson goes, there was a lot of people dropping him, and he's been he's been hard, hard to swallow, like a hard pill to swallow some for some amount of games for sure. But this is a player you just got to be patient with, and your boy Ray Lewis was just. He was like, hey, man, Keldon Johnson's not doing good, man. How about you treat him like <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, man. I, I, he's like, no, nah, man, he's not doing good. It's like, no, nah, man, just it's just something about him, man. He just just having he just got over, I think, COVID as well. too. He, he had an injury COVID thing situation. So he he had a bunch of time where he missed and then he came back. Yeah. And, and, and if he was really, you know, if he was showing, you know, symptoms and symptomatic, those players specifically take a little bit of time to come back and play at the level they were playing beforehand. So um, I give them a, I give them a super pass. Now I, I get it in leagues where you're trying to win. Uh, you're not thinking about next year. Obviously, you know, that, that makes sense. But um, if you can hold on to him, just put him in your IL spot and hold on to him for yeah. sure. But, but yeah, what a, a solid double, double game. So I'll get to the clutch shot. Apologies for listeners. This one uh, stretched out, but I know that you guys want to beat me up for not putting this stuff out. So my apologies. Um, No, it was the Ant-Man. Anthony Edwards, yo. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, oh, man, you're right. I forgot about him, too. We, we forgot about him. I was like, I'm glad. Oh. Man, that dude, yo. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was pumping up the volume, LT. Yeah. He took 31 shot attempts two games with, ago. <laughs> with with Cat on the same floor as him. Yes. With Cat. That's the <laughs> biggest one for me. I was like, the Cat play? He sure did. <laughs> Dropped that 42-point burger in that game. Seven rebounds, three assists, two steals. And his, his usage was crazy that game. I think it was like 40%. Exactly with Cat playing. So this was a sleeper in my – I wouldn't say sleeper because he's a rookie too. But he was a guy that I, I had gunning. I, I do have him in another league, but 
he was a guy who was like, you know, Minnesota, I understand they have uh, D'Angelo Russell, but, you know, we can't really be concerned about that situation right now because of the injury. But Minnesota, we'll talk about it in the next episode of Wasteland Team. But it just felt that even if he came off the bench, he's going to get minutes, and he was starting to trend to get minutes. Him as a starter, he's been doing well. And he's been like, you know, but LT talked about sweatshops. That's pretty much what he's been in. He's been averaging 36-plus minutes a game in the sweatshop for four games straight. Now, his last game, he only scored 11 points. Terrible. But the other three games prior before that, three out of four games, he scored 29 points or more in 36-plus minutes or more. And he is a snipe artist. And in those games, he's been averaging at least three or probably potentially three and a half to four snipes a game. So in saying that, uh, if you have him in a dynasty format, just like LaMelo Ball, you're feeling good about yourself. In redraft formats, to me now, he's a potential league winner if you were patient and if you have him in, you know, 10 to 12 man leagues. Because I know in 10 man leagues, a lot of people drop him, rightfully so. But if you play in deep formats like me and LT does, then there was a likelihood you were going to have him and still face the hardships with him. But I think the rest of the season, whether Russell comes back or not, they have to allow him or find out that they both have to play, in my opinion, regardless. But um, he's been exploding. I can't ignore that. I'll just pass you the ball in the last thoughts on, on Ant, LT. Man, I do. I do. Is a I love his. Uh, he gives me off the uh, Damian Lillard vibes on yeah. his on how he you know his approach to the game, his attitude about the game, stuff like that. He's a funny dude. Like Starks, I know Starks likes. He's he's a he's a, he's a funny <laughs> guy. But um, what I want to say is this is this is where you can do all the fantasy you know uh, predictions you want to do, but this is one of the things where you just don't can't tell you can't. Uh, Take into consideration injuries. And so the fact yeah. that Cat was out all the all that time, the fact that Russell's been out all this time, the fact that um not uh what's the other guy's name on that team that had that uh uh the um the the run-in with the with the off-court incidents, and he's been out recently. So that's given um not a I don't know why I want to say a Koji. <laughs> it's not a Koji. <laughs> Not Beasley, or is it? Beasley, Beasley? yeah, Malik Beasley. Yep, yep. Malik Beasley. Malik okay. Beasley's been out because of that. He had to uh, serve that those game suspensions. He'll be back on March uh, 27th. So all of these injuries, on top of the fact that ain't nobody else as good as him on that team outside of when those players are not playing. And so he's getting all the opportunity. And that's something that we couldn't foresee at the beginning of the season. He was going to play. We knew he was going to be, you know, come off the bench. We knew he was going to play his rookie first round pick. We know he's going to play, right? But we didn't know he was going to play this much. And yeah. so the fact that he's playing this much with the opportunity to shoot the ball, because those other players aren't playing, it's just something you can't foresee. And that's just like LaMelo accelerated the clock a little bit on his fantasy, just how strong of a fantasy player he is. These are gaudy numbers, man. And I, I just, I just, uh, and he has a high rebound clip too. 10 yeah. rebounds, even though he didn't do well shooting, double double 11 points, 10 rebounds. He also had eight rebounds in one of these games, seven um, on the game before on the 42 pointer. He's out there so long, he's getting rebounds. He's getting just, you know, just <laughs> 36 minutes per game, you're going to get some rebounds. So if you got him, you're grinning from ear to ear. And he is another player that's going to come at a premium next year on <laughs> yeah. draft day. You ain't. If, 
you ain't gonna get past the third round probably before Ant Edwards goes off, especially if he keeps this up for the rest of the season. So just be ready for some of these young guys you're looking at with you know with uh, puppy dog eyes. I'm telling you right now, man, they're gonna be hot commodities next year. It's gonna be tough sledding for sure on these pickups. I just got one more question. We'll, we'll wrap things up, LT. Yeah, for yeah. You. Oh, you're fine. Uh, we, we, I believe we both know the answer. Dynasty format, but if for the redrafters next year, who do you draft? D'Angelo Russell or Ant Edwards? Ant Ant Edwards. Not yep. even not even not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> that's, that's, how fast, that's how fast it seemed like in transition, like this year. I, I, I'm not sure Russell's there next year. Honestly. Really? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> depends on how they draft. Yeah, because they're, they're again they're bottom of the barrel, so they're gonna be drafting again. So it depends on how they draft. They draft point guards, why, why would you keep Russell? And I, like like you said, man, Ant, Ant man, he's he's an he's an exciting player, man. He brings the electricity. He dunked, I forgot who he dunked on too, man. Mm -hmm. um, oh man, I saw it. Man, <laughs> that dunk was. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was, yeah, yeah it, but it wasn't right. Yeah. So, listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Where you can find me at, if you have questions, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Starks underscore Industry. You can also find me on Instagram, Fishers of Men 21. Uh, ask me a question and I'll do the best I can to get you at a prompt time. I'll pass you the ball, LT. Where can they find you at, man? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter as well, Sage Network underscore. You can also find me on um, IG at LT underscore Sage Fit. Ask me any questions. I'm sorry. Watch, watch me any questions about fantasy, basketball, um, any questions about fitness, anything. Um, just let me know, man. All right, listeners, so we thank you guys so much for tuning in. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.